My name is Mike Morford, and I host the podcast, The Murderer of My Family. We've all heard about horrible murder cases in the news. Most of the time, we listen for a moment, but then go about our daily routine. Have you ever wondered who those victims were, or how their deaths affected their families? On my podcast, you'll hear from their loved ones, and get a view of the case from an insider's perspective. You can listen to The Murderer of My Family on the Spreaker app for free, and even comment on episodes. And I can read and respond to your comments. Be sure to check out new episodes of The Murderer of My Family every other Saturday on Spreaker. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Hey guys, what's up? Michael Strange here, still taking the week off. This is an old show. This is called Ghostly Processions at the Night Marchers of Hawaii and Gettysburg Ghosts. This originally aired. Let's see. Let's check the date. This is on. Oh, snap. All right. Hold on. Give me just a sec. Uh, you, you have all the windows open. All right. This was actually uh, November 18th, 2020, and this has never hit the podcast feed. And again, uh, I'm taking the week off. So thanks for uh, bearing with these old shows, which are a little lesser in quality, a little lesser, not because of the calls, because of myself and my practice and uh uh, how actually uh, I'm good at running a show and the bumper music and the radio stuff and all that. So anyway, uh, thanks for hanging out. We'll catch you soon. More Troubled Minds next week. Don't go anywhere. Do the thing. Listen to the thing. Spread the word. All the stuff. Uh, hope you enjoy this. Uh, one more time talking about ghostly processions. See you next week. Thanks. artificial intelligence the end of the human race. It's a flying object, and we don't know what it is. I would hope somebody is checking it out. I'm glad the Pentagon is looking at this, because if it poses a threat, I want them on top of it. Well, the craft generates its own gravitational field. So you said there's lights in the sky? The Internet has become the command center for criminals and terrorists. I'm on with Cameron. Please, please help me. Please help me. Let me inform what happened. You know, that's, that's what we're instructed to say. Roswell, Area 51. Alien kept deep under the ground. Somewhere 
and space time. Loosely labeled Generation X on planet Earth. And asking questions of you. In earnest. Into the digital darkness. Good evening and welcome to Troubled Minds Radio. I'm your host, Michael Strange. And hello to all of you who might also have troubled minds. What's up, guys? It is Friday night, and you know what that means. Friday night is show night, and it's the night we talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about. You know what that is? Aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal. We talk about the 24-hour news cycle. We talk about everything in between. The government, academia, what would it be? Major corporations. It never ends. The conspiracies never end. And yet, the censorship continues. <laughs> we talk about censorship. We talk about China. We'll talk about China a little bit tonight. And uh, yeah, most importantly, most importantly, the show's about you. The show's about us. The show's about uh, getting together. Uh, Letting our hair down a little bit and just talking about things that uh, normally, let's say you're at the water cooler and you're, you know, maybe trying to shoot the shit with your boss and you bring up aliens and then that's a wrap (laughs) and you'll never get promoted again. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we realize there's a little bit of a stigma to these type of topics. And uh, of course, you know, they get they get smacked down and by the technocracy in different forms. But, uh, you know, we persist and. uh, (laughs) Band here, band there, whatever, right? Just uh, keep on trucking and uh, just roll up a new account. <laughs> Catch me if you can, suckers. All right, but yeah, that's what's that's what's going on. That's what the show's about. Uh, we haven't really done a lot of paranormal, and I think we probably should. So uh, let's uh, let's get back to that. We're going to talk about some paranormal tonight. Going to get away from the aliens, and uh, we're going to talk about some uh, some ghosty, misty things that uh, kind of. Uh, Let's say haunt the countryside. Uh, yeah, so we got some uh, some pretty good uh, ghostly procession type stuff that we're going to talk about later on tonight. Uh, but uh, for the time being, what we're going to do this is a long form talk show, so stick with me. If you got the TikTok type of um, uh, attention span, this is not the place for you. Unless you want to try and expand it a little bit, why don't you hang out and see what's going on? And uh, there's a, there's a lot to talk about. I think that's why we do this the long way because uh, you know, we want to include you first off, which I'll get to in just a sec, but. Uh, but otherwise, you know, you do a 20-minute show, you get to say good morning, good evening, and you're out of here. And you don't really get to say anything. It's, uh, that's it. It's a wrap. So uh, we do this intentionally the long way so we can include you and uh, so we can kind of cover some of the things that really don't get covered. So, yeah, there we go. There we go. All right. So uh, did I mention this show's live? I don't think I did yet. Only kind of. All right. So Friday night, uh, November, what the middle of November, what are we doing here? Uh, November 20th. Friday, November 20th. If you're listening right now, this show is live, and you can be part of the show by calling this number, 702-957-1037. You can also click the Discord. Uh, Discord is a chat client and a voice client. Actually, let me jump in the Discord. I forgot all about that. That probably helps if uh, you want to be on the show. And now I'm in the Discord, and so you too can just jump in here and uh, join the Discord, and then uh, let me know you want to be on the, the show. We'll pull you in from the caller queue. Uh, but if you don't know what Discord is and you haven't joined it yet, I recommend you do because 
the, the nature of the show goes like this, right? Like, like I said at the beginning, we talk about all the things pretty much you're not allowed to talk about, right? Things that are suppressed by algorithms and, uh, you know, uh, we parse the news, 24-hour news cycle, things like this. And, you know, if you go off the beaten path and, and kind of uh, speculate and uh, try and uh, think critically on your own, that's uh, frowned upon these days, uh, which, you know, shouldn't surprise anybody. And if you've been to a modern school, uh, you, you kind of see, right? You, you write what they tell you and you get the A and you get the hell out of there, right? They don't really teach you to think anymore. They just teach you to regurgitate propaganda. <laughs> well, we try not to do that. And uh, yeah, anyway, blah, blah, so on and so forth. We're live, 702-957-1037. Join the Discord. You can find both the phone number and the Discord at troubledminds.org. That's the official website. And uh, yeah, I think that think that covers it uh, for the intros here. What's up, Emin? Emin the Spook. How you doing, buddy? I see you there on YouTube. Just in time for the piss break. Yes, you are. All right, here we go. Uh, we're, we're back. We're back. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange. We're going to talk about ghosts now. Ghosts now. Phone lines are still open if you guys want to be part of the show. No problem at all. Uh, you can give us a call at this number right here, 702-957-1037. You can click the Discord link, troubledminds.org, and uh, you can find the phone number and the Discord link there as well. And, uh, yeah, that stays up. That stays up. So if you missed this, you're listening to an archive and you want to join the Discord, uh, just head on over there anytime, anytime, and just click the link on the top. It'll invite you to Discord. It's totally free as long as you have an Internet connection, a I believe it's a, it works on almost anything, an Android phone, an Apple phone, works on a PC or a Mac, et cetera, so on, a tablet, whatever you got. Whatever you got, it works on. It's free. Got an internet connection. Get your ass to the Discord. Get your ass to Discord. Get your ass to Discord. All right. Here we go. Let's see. Let's see. What else do we got? Elman. Yes, yes. Emin the Spook. Thanks for showing up, my man. Emin from the Philippines. Look at that. People listening all over the world. All over the world. Let's see. Uh, Sean says, I believe in aliens and ghosts, but ghosts are the only ones I've experienced my first hand my whole life. There you go. There you go. Maybe we'll talk about some that you've seen. Uh, let's see. Uh, this one's for you, Bailey, by the way. You're just in time if you're if you're hanging around. Uh, let's see. We got, um, let's see. Ghosts, says Brian. Yep. Ghosts, ghosts. Could have played Ray Parker Jr. Ghostbusters. Yeah, see? We totally could have done that, and that, that really would have been cool copyright-wise because they'd have just slapped a commercial on. Oh, and by the way, by the way, speaking of commercials on YouTube videos, did you guys see this? Just recently, they changed the, the terms of service on YouTube where they're going to play commercials on everything, whether you're monetized or not. So if you demonetize your channel intentionally so you could say some you know, uh, uh, hot and spicy shit and get away with it because they can't demonetize you because you demonetized yourself, it doesn't freaking matter anymore because they're going to run commercials on your shit whether you like it or not. And not only that, they're going to run commercials on content you create as a content creator, and then they're going to take the money for it. How about that? <laughs> How about that? How about that? That's happening. That's a real thing. Terms of service just changed, and that's what's going down. That's what's going down. Yeah, there it is. There it is. All right, so uh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, we're talking about Hawaii tonight, Bailey. I don't know how long you've been in Hawaii if you're still there, but we're talking about Hawaii tonight. At least that's where we're going to start. All right, so let's uh, let's start in Hawaii. And uh, before I do any of that, I'll just uh, play this clip from uh, from a Hawaii news station talking about a particular group of ghosts that runs around. That's right, in Hawaii. Let's play this, and uh, we'll get to it. We'll get into this talking about a spectral procession. All right, not a possession, not a projection, procession, and that means a group of ghosts traveling in a pack. For a particular reason. That's what we're talking about tonight. Let's play this. This is the Night Marchers. 
of Hawaii. Action. While the stories of the night marchers in spirit are legend, their existence in the flesh and blood is fact and gives great insight into the culture of ancient Hawaii. In the word there is life, in the word there is death, and in some families, even to speak it, they are afraid that they perhaps might invoke that entity to appear or to do something. And the entities which Lopaka Kapanui speaks of are the night marchers. They were the, uh, the spirits or the ghosts of uh, warriors whose job it was when they were alive to precede a person that was so sacred that as they passed you could not look at them. To do so meant death, which is why they gave everyone fair notice. One of the things these processions did was to warn you by the sound of the conch shells, the drums. Now in the afterlife, the warriors do the same. As Lopaka tells it, sightings are often accompanied by the sounds of those shells and drums for warnings of danger. The best thing to do is get the hell out of there and run. It's easy to see how the marchers have evolved into boogeymen in popular culture, but history tells it otherwise. They were just doing their job, I like to think. Researcher and historian Nanette Napoleon uses the night marchers to give a window into life in ancient Hawaii. Now, a lot of people don't realize that um, processions were a very common part of everyday life. These processions served for the ali'i to check on their lands and collect tribute as well. Everyone involved knew their part. The commoners, um, when they saw ali'i, they knew that the ali'i, these are our ali'i who were the manifestation of our gods and that we need to honor them, pay tribute to them. While her work is based on that which can be proven, Nanette allows for that which cannot. She believes in the night marchers, as does Lopaka, who has had what he believes is a personal encounter. He shares his stories not to induce fear, but to impart knowledge. I want to talk about it because I want to dispel any misconceptions or, or urban legends or myths about the night marchers, but I also want to impart respect. And that respect Lopaka speaks of is to not joke about the night marchers or even search for them, lest you find what you're looking for. There you go. Lest you find what you're looking for. And why would you be worried about finding this pack of ghosts, right? This is from UFO Insight. Our good buddy Marcus Louth wrote this. He was on the show quite a ways back. And uh, we should actually reach out to him and get him on the show again. He's from the United Kingdom, writes, uh, writes a bunch of really good stuff. If you haven't checked out UFO Insight, please do. And uh, he also writes for Listverse and probably a bunch of like really sweet articles you guys have read about any of this. Like uh, he writes about everything, like ghosts and aliens and uh, uh, missing folks and uh, like all, like mysteries the world over. This guy writes about all of it, and I'm I'm actually very 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 impressed with. Uh, I said this the first time around with it when he was on the show with his uh, wealth of knowledge. He's not just a one trick pony with some aliens and shit. He talks about all of it. It's crazy. And here's another one by him, a fantastic one. I'd never heard of this before. So I was kind of just poking around UFO Insight and was like, wow, what is this? The Night Marchers of Hawaii. And you heard there, you heard there on the uh, the, the audio clip that uh, you might not want to find them. People shouldn't search for them because, well, <laughs> some bad things might go down. So, yeah, that's what we're talking about tonight. Ghost, ghostly processions, which would be a group of ghosts traveling together for whatever reason, right? And so I want to start with this. Uh, this is from Live About. Live About? Live About? I don't know what to say. Uh, good night, Eddie. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we'll catch you soon. And thanks for uh, thanks for contributing and being on the show with us the last couple times. It means a lot. It uh, it helps a lot, and et cetera, so on. Okay, so here we go. We're going to go with li liveabout.com. And so now here's the thing, right? 
So this has got ghosts, poltergeists, and hauntings, right? I was looking at the, the different types of ghosts. And here's, here's the thing, right? These are, these are kind of generic uh, descriptions, and this is kind of what uh, people see as, as what you know hauntings are, like ghost-wise and these types of things. Um, uh, remind me to pull out that, uh, that uh, 4D, 4D thing fourth dimensional thing and we can talk about that a little bit later on it's in the discord uh, but uh, okay so question right here from the from the website what is the difference among a ghost a poltergeist and a haunting all right now this is again this is just one source i was just trying to get one source that kind of had us like a like a, a different description of what the three things are okay so this says despite popular belief there are distinct differences among ghosts, hauntings, and poltergeists. It says ghosts are thought to be the spirits of people that have been caught between this plane of existence and the next. They are intelligent beings, often capable of interacting with the living. All right, that's ghosts. Second is hauntings. Our hauntings are recordings of an event in or on an environment. They, they worded that wrong, so I paraphrased. They do not interact with the living. So it says hauntings are recordings of an event in an environment. They do not interact with the living. All right. And third, poltergeists are neither ghosts nor hauntings, but are caused by the unconscious mind of a living person, usually under some kind of stress. All right. There we go. That's what that's what these definitions are. And I know, I know nobody has all the answers, especially when we're talking about the paranormal. But here we go. I just wanted kind of a a way to look at it and kind of look at what these processions, these groups of ghosts might be. And just looking at this, you can kind of gather that maybe they're hauntings, right? W according to this, or which would be recordings of an event on an environment and they do not interact with the living, except that clip implied that these ghosts in Hawaii named the, I keep forgetting what they're called, the night marchers of Hawaii happen to be dangerous dangerous all right so uh we got a we got a uh, a description there that doesn't quite fit does it if they don't interact with the living during a haunting and yet somehow these ones are dangerous <laughs> what's up all right what's up let's see we got some uh, we got some good chat in here talking about folks being haunted and uh, some other stuff very good if you guys want to uh, tell us about your haunting story we'd love to hear it you know we do this live because of you if you don't call well we will do the show eventually. You that's the deal. You guys stop we got a deal, right? You guys stop calling, the shows will stop. I'll stop doing it. All right? So there you go. Pressure's on you. Pressure's on you. I'm here twice a week at least doing my thing. When I can do it, pressure's on you. <laughs> 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link, troubleminds.org. No pressure. The no pressure pressure. You like that? The full court press, no pressure. All right. Anyway, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Okay, so then uh, there you go. That's the thing. All right. So there's there's some definitions. There's some Hawaii, uh, a little bit of lore from uh, the night night marchers in Hawaii. And you heard what they were, right? All right. Now, here's the thing. Let's see. Uh, spectral processions. Now, I got this from uh, where did this come from? This came from the scary Scotsman. That's not his name. But uh, I, I, I this is the first scary Scott I've ever heard in my life. So I'm going to play these clips and he's going to explain to you what this Hawaii spectral procession business is all about, okay? A little bit more in detail. We had the intro there from the news report, and we'll have some eyewitness folks a little bit later as well. But let's see. I'll, uh, I'll put up some uh, some links you guys can check out as we go. But this is the Night Marchers in Hawaii. And uh, actually, let me read this. Let me read this. Hold on. Hold on. One moment, please. 
just one moment as I drop the links in here. And yes, yes, there you go. There you go. All right, let's see. There we go. All right, what's up, Adrian? I see you there. Thanks for sharing. Uh, please, if you guys have not shared on uh, Facebook or uh, or uh, YouTube or wherever you're at, please please share. It does help the show a lot. It gets uh, it, it allows people to know that uh, this is a cool place to hang out and we talk about interesting things. Uh, like I said last show, may you live in interesting times. <laughs> well, these are interesting times for sure. Okay, here we go. So uh, uh, let's see. Am I in the Discord caller queue? That's a good question. Are you? I'm about to find out. Um, yeah. Um, all right. Let's do this. We got, uh, who is this? Who is this? Josh. All right. Josh is uh, calling in on Discord from Facebook. Josh from Facebook. What's up, my man? You are on Trouble Minds with Mike. There you go. You you threatened to call in and you you did it. You got it. Can you hear me? <laughs> Can we hear you? Test one, two. Can you hear me? I hear you. Josh, welcome to the show. How are you, my man? Where are you calling from? Um, I'm really not Where at? Hello, can you hear me? I'm 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 doing well. I'm doing well. Can, can you speak up just a little bit? Maybe get closer to the phone. You're like yeah, kind of cutting speak up out a little louder. Can you hear me now? Perfect, perfect. I can adjust your volume. Just okay. make sure you get close to the phone, or else it will uh, it will cut out on you. Okay, uh, go right ahead. How are you doing tonight? Uh, thanks for calling in. What's on your mind? Uh, I kind of wanted to state a theory I have. Okay, what you got? Yeah. Um. Let me close this one so I can get on Discord. Hold on a second. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? I hear you fine. Yeah, it's okay. best to close the stream because then you hear the hear me twice yeah. and hear you twice, and it's it's a shit show. Yeah. But yeah. All right. No. Perfect. I can hear you great. Okay. You can hear me great. The stream can hear you great. All right. Let's do this. All right. So this theory is a little uh, twisted, but it has to do with uh, Trump and the military. Okay. And reptilians. And the rep. <laughs> okay. Perfect. You're in the right place. Okay. And the reptilians. All right, what you got? So, I don't know if anyone knows that, you know, the military asked Trump to be um, president. They were going to do a coup d'etat or whatever it's called you know, on Obama, take him out of office. Okay. Uh, wait. So, oh, oh, okay. So, they were going to do it to Obama before Trump showed up. And so, they, they asked yeah. him to be. Okay. All right. All right. Continue. So he became president, and he's like this big joke. You know, everyone thinks he's an asshole, whatever. He talks a bunch of shit, whatever. But meanwhile, the uh, military is grabbing all the pedophiles and everything, and that's whole the whole Epstein thing. Okay, right. And they got that list. And they've been doing this, and they're getting everyone together and taking them to – what's that island called? Hold on. Uh, I can't say. Little, little, little Saint, uh, the Epstein Island, right? Guantanamo. Guantanamo Bay. Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. Cuba, yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And they're making more camps there to pull all the pedophiles and everything, get them all together and take them there. Okay. And what it has to do with the reptilians is because the Illuminati signals, uh, symbols, are this uh, are quite similar to the uh, pedophilia symbols, and how it has to do with reptilians? My theory is that Earth is already infiltrated with the aliens, and that's what Trump's trying to take out of the picture. Okay, because uh, the reptilians are going to drink the blood 
you know, because they need that protein to survive. Yep, the adrenochrome. Yep. Yeah. So I'm wondering if we're already infiltrated and he's just trying to get rid of everyone. And it has to do with the COVID-19 thing, too, because if we created it, or you said Italy, but if someone created this thing where they can only kill the reptilian bloodline, that it would wipe out the population of that line of blood. Okay. I, I have heard this before, actually, in uh, I think a slightly different iteration, and uh, it's very, very well parallels the, uh, we're going to call them Pianon. You know what I'm talking about? We're not going to say the name because you get taken down, but it's uh, a different letter just after P in the alphabet, but it's Pianon. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? <laughs> have you, I'm sure you've heard of these guys, right? Yeah. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. Okay, okay. So uh, it, it very similarly mirrors that, as far as I'm aware. Is it uh, is that the source, or do you think there's uh, there's something else here, something else to it? I think it has to do with just swiping out the bloodline, and I think that's what the COVID the COVID is. They were able to create a virus to kill the bloodline because you don't want to induce panic saying aliens are here, but it also explains Trump's space army too. Right, the Space Force, the Space Force. Yeah, there were some interesting things that happened around the time he, he enacted the Space Force. So I wonder, right? Makes you wonder. Yeah. Just a theory I had. Okay, okay, Just fantastic. Yeah, no, definitely good. Uh, anything else on your mind tonight about uh, the ghosts or anything else? Or care to expand on the theory there? Um, well, there's uh, there's other theories. You know that JFK Jr. is still alive. I don't know if you've heard that one. Yeah, I think that's part of the PNON as well, right? I think I think they yeah. even speculated he was PNON, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Supposedly he's getting all the Trump's getting all his intelligence intel from uh, JFK. Right. <sighs> Supposedly, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Who who really knows? Because they don't let us in those yeah, meetings. <laughs> yeah, they totally don't. Yeah, but okay, so. uh all right, so so then let me let me get your well I got you on the phone then let me get your uh, your uh, your take on the ghosts here. Do you think this is a 
this is some sort of a uh, interdimensional thing? Do you think spirits kind of uh, like like slip into one one state or the other and forget who they are, like they say, kind of like in the old the old ghost tropes? Or do you think it's like uh, something different, something completely different? What do you think about that? I think it's uh, layers of uh, honestly. Uh, what I think is kind of weird too, but parallel universes. Okay. And we can we can see them at certain times depending on certain frequencies or certain radiation in the air. Okay, so it is some sort of a inter- interdimensional barrier. So what? About, so, okay, so then let me ask you this: regarding that, in your in your your theory, your opinion, of course, we you know we have theories here. We don't have answers. I wish I had answers, mm-hmm. but do you think that uh, uh, the, like the so our spirit moves and can interact with those things, or is it all? Or there's no spirit, and it's like a quantum entanglement sort of situation with our universe and the next. And those are the ghosts we think we see, which are maybe not our spirits, but are maybe something else, somewhere else. I don't know. What do you think? How does that work? Uh, the quantum entanglement thing is really interesting. And the fact of our bodies, we don't use all our brains. Our, our brains. Our brain. <laughs> we don't use our whole brain. So my theory is whenever we lack oxygen to our brain, it creates what people call the spirit, but it also interacts with the multidimensional theory too, along with parallel universes and stuff like that. Okay. So so you think it's kind of a sloppy mess between all of those things? Like, okay, including aliens too, right? So maybe interdimensional aliens as well? It all kind of interconnects, interlocks. Sorry, you, you cut out again. Get, get close to the phone if you can, please. It's cutting out. It all interlocks in a kind of weird, fucked up way. Okay, okay. So, so I, I mean, you know, we're all we're all one multiverse after all. So it's going to have to interact yeah. one way or the other together, right? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, any other any other takes on anything else we talked about, or we'll care to expound? Is that um, your time, my man? We're no no problem. I'm just trying our, to just trying to give you some time. My too, our body has a certain kind of frequency, okay. which would uh, we wouldn't be able to interact with other things, nor would our eyes be able to see things that are actually going on in the world. There could be multiple things going on in the world, but we just don't have that frequency to interact with them. But occasionally, it does happen. Okay, so it crosses. It crosses over, and. Uh... Mm-hmm. For whatever bizarre accidents, whatever whatever it happens to be, it, and it, there's a lot there's a lot of things at play here, right? Like it, we talk about uh, perce- uh, the 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 planets and the, the 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 horoscopes and like these sorts of things. Like the, everything's always in constant motion, and uh, to me to me it's not hard to believe there's some sort of like accidental crossovers. Like they say, you know, after right around Halloween, uh, the pagan holiday, you get the the veil thins, and it's you know you get that. Uh, the crossover becomes more common for that for a month or two or whatever it happens to be. You know what I mean? It like this, there's so much motion between everything. Like the universe, all parts of it are always in motion. It seems to me that it's a, it's, it, it seems like an easy, easy take to just say, you never know. Like uh, this might be universal. This might be dimensional. This might be, maybe it's spirits. Maybe, maybe, maybe all this works and maybe it all works together somehow. How it works together. I think we need to work on that. Because there's a big theory there. <laughs> there's a big ass theory there. But yeah, here's another take I have on the reptilians too. Okay, go. Uh, go right 4G ahead. and 5G networking, um, the towers and everything. 
I think that's why we're seeing more and more like shape shifting, the eyes changing on camera, stuff like that, is because it changes the radiation in the air. They say it's a minute amount, but it might just be enough to trigger their brain where it doesn't work on the human mind like it should. Okay. Okay. I got you there. Where they, where they see, where we see them as human. Yeah. Uh, so we, we've actually had people call into the show and say that they've seen them with their own eyes, like actually seen them, not on television, like actually saw them like kind of start to like their human skin kind of regress and see like reptilian eyes and this type of thing. So yeah, there's. I've seen it once. You've seen it. You've seen it. In when someone, can you can you, can you tell us about it? Someone's eyes. Well, he he might have been messed up on drugs, but his eyes were slits. And it lasted for like an hour. I've never seen anything like that before. It, it kind of weirded me out. I couldn't stare him in the eyes. Okay, so you you seen something you think might be a reptilian? All right. Yeah. Okay. But I'm okay. not sure. Like I said, it could have been drug motivated. I don't know. I didn't ever know. I don't know any drugs that would do that. But it was beyond weird. That sounds beyond weird to me. That's that's the type of thing that will definitely make you change your mind about some things, doesn't it? <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, right on. Okay, uh, gotcha. I think we got somebody else about to jump in behind you. Any final thoughts while we got you on the phone here? Um, no, that was about it. Okay, uh, I appreciate uh, it. Uh, outlook on this shit too. Okay, uh, <laughs> but as you know, we, we continue to talk about this stuff, <laughs> and there's a ton of it. It just keeps coming. It just keeps coming. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll definitely get into this uh, this theory and and talk about this as we go. Uh, maybe not tonight, but uh, stick around, stick around. You never know what tomorrow brings. God willing, I always gotta say, God willing, don't tempt the fates. <laughs> I I appreciate you calling in, man. That's Josh from uh, one more time. Where are you where are you calling from? I'm not saying. Where at? I'm not saying. Oh, you're not saying. I okay. don't think to say. Yeah. Oh, We're that's okay. Keep it anonymous. Okay. Even as, <laughs> even a state or a country, that's okay. I'm not going to make it. I, pre- I appreciate the call, Josh. Appreciate you calling in. Thanks yep. for listening. Thanks for all the contributions on uh, Discord and everything else, too. You're the best. Uh, there you go. As simple mm-hmm. as that. Th- thanks, thanks, Josh. We'll talk to you soon. Moving you back to the caller yep. queue. And there you go. Simple as that, guys. That, just like Josh, call in. Bam. Just like Jeremy earlier, 702-957-1037. We're watching the phone lines, watching Discord. If you want to jump in and be part of this, I think uh, I think Johnson said he was going to be in the, the thing here, the caller queue. Where are you at, Johnson? All right, anyway, no problem. You can jump in whenever you're ready. But uh, all right, so we're talking about uh, the, the the ghosts here, the ghosts, right? And again, right, the inter- interdimensional mix. We're talking about spirits. We're talking about hauntings. We're talking about this stuff, the stuff that... Uh, that uh, Josh just brought up as well. That uh, not quite the reptilians tonight, but we'll get to that another time. We talk about those quite often. I think we'll bring Ash back for that. Uh, I think uh, somebody asked where Ash is at tonight. Uh, Ash is a busy man. Ash is a busy man. He's got lots of things to do, or you know, busy lizard. <laughs> That's what I mean. Uh, he's the only one up on Mars, so you know, there's a, there's a lot of you know <laughs> grunt work that needs to be done. He doesn't. He doesn't have lemmings or peons to help him out. He has to do it all himself. So uh, there you go. So uh, that's where Ash is at. But he'll be back soon. He'll be back soon. He's definitely part of the show. He'll be back soon. Okay. So uh, as we're talking about, like I said, uh, again, if you want to be a part of the show, no problem. We got time for you. 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link. Thanks again for the call, uh, the call Josh and Jeremy so far. Good stuff tonight. Uh, I love fear, hearing from folks that I haven't heard from. 
in quite a while. So if you, uh, yeah, if you're, if you're new for the first time, never called in, never been on the show, I'll be nice. I'll be nice to you. All right. I don't, we, we don't do the, uh, the humiliate you and hang up on you thing. So, uh, yeah, I got you. I got you. We can get you through this. So do do call if you're interested in this type of thing, and we'll uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get it done. 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link. And uh, yeah, all right, so let's go. We're going to play clip one of this, and if somebody jumps in for the call, no problem. We'll, uh, we'll pause this and keep on rolling. But uh, now this is this is uh, the spectral, what is this? Hold on. Hold on. I forgot where we're at. See? Too much. Too much. Too much in my brain at one time. It's like overload. It's like overload. Did I mention this is not scripted? And it's all like a loose outline and we just go from there. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, well, now, you know. All right, here we go. Here we go. Let's see. All right. So this was the Night Marchers. I did link this. We're going to link it again. And then we're going to play some uh, some some clips from this. We're going to play some clips from this. Here we go. Blam. There we go. Not from this in particular, but some clips about the Night Marchers. Yeah, Joe's been spooked. I think they got to him. Did they get to you, Joe? I think they got to you, Joe. I haven't heard from you in a while, buddy. Joe from Florida, we're talking to you, buddy. Did did you get it? Did some somebody knock on your door, tell you not to call in? <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. All right. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Talking to you, Joe. Seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven. All right. I'm gonna play this clip. We'll get this started. The Night Marchers. All right. This is from MauiMagazine.net, and uh, this is, this is anyway. But the clip is not. Uh, as always, uh, the clips we play will uh, link after the show. They'll be in the uh, the the YouTube description, so you can find all that stuff there. Here we go. Part one of the spectral, or sorry, the night the night marchers. Uh, this is from the spectral channel, I believe. That's why I labeled it that. Okay, night marchers from Hawaii. Here we go. Part one. This is what they this is what they sound like. This is what they look like. This is what this is all about. A couple clips here, action. But what if I told you that there are accounts of vengeful spirits amassing together to walk the streets and fields at night? A malevolent mass of angry ghosts hell-bent on destroying those they encounter. As it turns out, such accounts do exist, and they are prevalent across cultures, leading some credence to the stories themselves. There are several legends that speak of armies of the dead, some of them benevolent, others decidedly not so. But while accounts of the rotting corpses of ancient warriors rising from the grave are aplenty, it is the incorporeal souls of such creatures which concerns us tonight. The Santa Campania in Spain, the wild hunt mythologies from Northern Europe, and even the Benandante in Italy, which are astral projections from living people doing battle against witchcraft. All of these will have their own entries in the Spectral Companion, but for this episode we focus on one special group. Night Marchers. Some say that when ghostly footprints are found in the soil of the Hawaiian islands and there is no one around, that the night marchers have passed by recently. And who are these ominously named entities? They are the ancient dead, the ancestral warriors who once fought and died during great battles of the past. Local traditions among the Hawaiian Islands claim that the night marchers only reveal themselves on certain days 
and in certain conditions, as though they are bound to their graves until these fateful nights, when they can rise and terrorize those around them. Okay, there we go. Is is that the scariest Scotsman? Uh, you you have to forgive my accents. I think he's Scottish, right? That's the scariest Scottish dude I've ever heard in my life. But uh, I didn't think Scottish folks could be scary, or whatever accent that is. So you'll have to again forgive my my take on that. I don't know exactly where he's from, but but holy shit, right? The guy's telling us a ghost story. It's good stuff. But okay, so now he says in Hawaii, when you find footprints in the sand and nobody's been around, it's possible that they came from these night marchers. And they travel in packs, in groups, and they're not easily found, one. And when they are, they might be dangerous. Let's go part two. Action. Their power is often connected with calendar nights traditionally associated with the god Kanaloa. This ancient being, often depicted as a squid or octopus, is said to be the keeper of the underworld. Perhaps then... It is Kanaloa himself that releases the armies of the dead one night at a time. The spirits of the dead warriors are said to rise up out of their burial sites from battlefields where their bodies have been subsumed by soil and grass or from the ocean itself where their dead bodies lie at the bottom of an abyssal sea. Once risen, the dead spirits come together to form a menacing troop, who are then said to march across the islands of the living. Many hold in their hands spectral counterparts of the spears and other weapons they used to kill during their lifetimes, and they are depicted often as wearing traditional dress designed for battle. As they march, Many of these dead warriors shout and chant together, beating mournfully on great drums and blowing eerie notes on conch shells. This, it is said, acts as a warning to the living. When the drums and ethereal music is heard, those living on the islands are forewarned. Do not cross paths with the armies of the dead or suffer their fate. Nowhere is safe. The terrain is no impediment to night marchers. At their own choosing, they can glide over sand, soil, water, and even rock. Okay, there you go. Ancestral spirits marching together, as maybe they once did a thousand years ago. Nobody really knows when this started, but these stories go back generations pretty crazy stuff right and not only that notice he said they're not like the basic hauntings that we talked about to begin this where it was some sort of maybe snapshot of something frozen in time some entities some souls some battle some something that these are actually dangerous entities and if you don't give them the proper respect you'll end up just like them which means, of course, dead. Part 3 The darkness is their domain, whether through choice or being empowered by the retreating light of the sun. However, there are accounts of night marchers appearing even during the day. 
This is especially the case when one of their descendants has recently died, and night marchers manifest to escort the recently departed to the realm of spirits, perhaps even to Kanaloa and the underworld itself. What should concern the living most is what will happen if you are seen by a troop of night marchers. If they do see you, their thirst for battle will be unleashed and you will be hacked to pieces. In other accounts, being seen by night marchers results in an untimely death not long after. One way to avoid such a fate is to respond to the sounds of the march. As soon as the drums and conch playing is heard, you must go inside and then drop to the floor, lying face down against the ground. This is seen as a mark of respect. If you are lucky, the spirits will accept your submissive gesture and leave you be. There are two other ways to avoid death at the hands of night marchers. One is to seed an evergreen plant found on the islands around your home or place of sanctuary. The plant is called Cordaline fruticosa and is found throughout the Pacific Islands and beyond. Okay, there you go. So we got some interesting things, right? So if you if you don't pay them the proper respect. All right, so let's let's back this up. You're on the beach in Hawaii, right? You've had a couple of drinks called uh, the Twilight Zone. You're walking out kind of further past, let's say you're on Oahu, because, well, you know, most people know Oahu. You walk out on the beach at night. Let's say you're by yourself. You've had a couple, three drinks called the Twilight Zone, and you're kind of out there, and you're just uh, enjoying the warm air, got your toes in the sand, watching the ocean, feeling the breeze, and then you start to hear out there in the darkness somewhere the slow, steady beating of a drum. You start to hear what sounds like somebody blowing into a conch shell. And you think you may be here. Footsteps. Not one, but many sets of footsteps. That's what we're talking about here. The Night Marchers of Hawaii. Part 3. The darkness is their domain, whether through choice or being empowered by the retreating light of the sun. However, there are accounts of night marchers appearing even during the day. This is especially the case when one of their descendants has recently died, and night marchers manifest to escort the recently departed to the realm of spirits, perhaps even to Kanaloa and the underworld itself. What should concern the living most is what will happen if you are seen by a troop of night marchers. If they do see you, their thirst for battle will be unleashed and you will be hacked to pieces. In other accounts, being seen by night marchers results in an untimely death. Oops, that's part three. We already played that. All right, we'll play part four in a sec. But okay, another thing to note. There was a couple things about that clip that I didn't say. So not only... Can they attack you physically, right? They'll hack you to pieces, so the legends say. Another one is they can curse you, and then you will meet an untimely death in the coming days. What's up, Joe? <laughs> anybody anybody from Hawaii come out to you in, in Florida there? You seen anybody from Hawaii? 
Uh, and then notice at the end of this clip, he says that there's a particular plant that you can place by your residence and it keeps them away. It pacifies them somehow. It repels them. And it kind of reminded me of like the, the, uh, the legends of the, the, the folklore, the mythology of like the vampire, right? If you tack a little clove of garlic above your door, then they cannot actually enter your home. Or the legend of the werewolf, where you use wolfsbane to keep them away, right? Similar types of instances here. But we're talking about, again, these are, this is like a, a marching ghost army, like an ancient army of Hawaiian warriors that, uh, yeah. And there's, there's, there's actually different iterations of this in different places. So this is not just Oahu, right? I, I mentioned that because most people know that. But they say that it happens on the big island in Hawaii. It happens all over the place. That these, this particular um, uh, marching band of spiritual warriors, let's call them, are not really confined to a particular area. That they end up in particular spots more often. However, uh, they kind of uh, range among the, the entire Hawaiian islands. So let's go to part four. Again, the, uh, the scary Irish Scotsman or whoever it is. I know if you're Irish or Scottish, you're pissed off because I don't know the difference. I'm really sorry. Uh, so if that's the case, let me tell you, am I from California or am I from Oregon? There you go. You tell me <laughs> if you're Irish or Scottish, and then, and then we can be mad at each other. All right, here we go. Now we're going to go with uh, part four, the, the, uh, the, the scary Irishman and uh, the, mar- the night marchers of Hawaii action. It is believed this plant has special properties which ward off evil spirits when they approach. Another way to avoid being cut to shreds by night marchers is to be simply very lucky. If you are even distantly related to one of the ancient beings, they will scream the word Nau, which means mine, alerting the rest of the procession of the dead that their descendant should be spared. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. One theory as to why night marchers are so hell-bent on killing the living is due to the purpose of their march. In some instances, they are said to be carrying with them a former king or chief. According to ancient Hawaiian traditions, the remains of such celebrated figures are sacred and not to be looked upon by mortals, nor should you cast your eye upon their spectral being. If you are unlucky enough to look in the direction of one of these dead kings, the guarding night marchers will carry out a most horrific execution. Their eyes will glow white hot, and the mortal who has seen what they should not have is incinerated instantly, vaporised by the glowing stare of the dead warriors. Those who have survived the passing of night marchers claim that they carry with them the foul stench of death and decay, and that this too precedes their journey into the living. So, 
Should you visit the Hawaiian Islands and hear the beating of drums, playing of conch shells and strange ominous chanting at night, be sure to hide and hope for the best. For the rotten stench of death will soon be upon you, accompanied by the searing gaze of undead warriors who show no mercy to the living. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, Irish, Scottish, I have no idea, but he's the scariest one of those, that, that accent I've ever heard in my life. Uh, pretty good stuff. I'll link that again at the, uh, he's got a whole channel where he does uh, scary stuff. So uh, if you like it, I dig it. I really dig it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to more of this guy because, uh, he, right, he reads it well. He tells a good story and uh, fantastic stuff. Uh, William says he's not cussing a lot, so probably Scottish. <laughs> there you go. Maybe. I don't know. If anybody knows what that accent is, let me know. Or if you can tell the difference between Irish and Scottish, I cannot. Uh, there we go. Okay, so uh, I think I said that last time when we talked about the drunk Scott, right? We had a drunk Scottish guy that was on the on some clips I was playing. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's see. Uh, got some good stuff. Uh, Scully says, what's up, Scully? He says, when I lived in Hawaii, they always said don't whistle at night because it calls them out. There you go. This is a real thing. This is something that people in Hawaii have seen and believe, right? This is not, again, this is not just like a, a scary ghost ghost story. This is, uh, people have seen this with their own eyes. And again, right? So it's, it's an ancestral sort of march. Uh, we don't know if it's a ceremonial or, or if it's like a war tribe or if it's both or if it's some mixture of the two. Uh, like they said, in some cases, they show up in the daytime and uh, they, they show up to actually carry one of their ancestors out into the world of the uh, the undead or the, the non-living or the dead or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so there's a there's a lot of uh, ways this legend goes. And again, some particular spots. So let me uh, let me pull this out uh, real fast. Uh, OK, so let's see. Axel says Axel says going to hop in the queue. No problem. Let's talk about this. Um all right, let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's see. What do we got? Perfect. All right, we got Axel in the queue. We're about to do this. There you go. You want to be part of the show as simple as that. 702-957-1037. Join the Discord, troubledminds.org, the official website. If you haven't joined the Discord yet, please do. Even if you don't attend, I'll be on the show because there's a lot of really good information that gets traded around there and, uh, yeah, <laughs> around them there are parts. All right, let's do this. We got Axel. Axel, what's up, my man? How are you? You, uh, you called in one time. Uh, I met Axel on Twitter, and uh, Axel seems to be a cool dude. How are you doing tonight? Hi. Uh, can you hear me? Hear you just fine. Hear you just fine. How are you doing, my brother? All right. I'm on the other phone. Okay. Oh, um, if, I, if I pause awkwardly, it's because I'm flipping my mic up so I don't cough all over the air on your show. Okay, you're good. Um, you're good. Not Axel. too bad. I'm smelling a little better than I was yesterday. Um, I figured that... You know what? I let's take this seriously. Okay. I mean, let's this story seems really similar to the wild hunt stories from Europe to me. Okay, um, exactly. So he, it, he mentioned and, you know, that. those are similar. There's a variety of legend, a variety, a variety of legendary king figures leading ghostly processions. Um, so why is this something that just happen? Is this just something that happens everywhere? <laughs> Kings lead armies of ghosts around. I, I think that's the thing. I, mean, right? I don't know. I, I just sort of like. Well, what would be the explanation for why this just happens all over the place, though? Well, not just that. That's a good question. Not just that. Uh, it's happened for uh, apparently hundreds or thousands of years. So I don't know. That's that's a hell of a question. So this isn't the only one. I've picked out a second one we're going to do that's in the United States. We'll talk about that tonight. But but uh, 
yeah, I don't know. And again, so the the different things too. So is it like a like a kingly procession of warriors, or is it like some sort of a ceremonial thing where they maybe uh, come back? I don't know. Let's let's ask you this: Do you believe in ghosts at all? I mean, I think I. Um, I mean, to be honest, not really. I'm kind of a good materialist, but I'm I'm more than willing to take it seriously, you know, and and think about what it would mean if that was what was going on. Um, I mean, I know the Wild Hunt stories date back to antiquity. Uh, the Roman historian Tacticus talks about it in one of his historical works on Germany. And so, I mean, like, they're certainly very old. That's like uh, early second century AD. Um, but, uh, um, oh, I just think it's, I mean, I just think it's curious. And Look, if I was being honest, I'd be like, it kind of seems like a story that maybe got transplanted to Hawaii in the sense that... Um, because it, it seems so similar to the Wild Hunt stories, but um, but I might be being a spoil sport. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. That, so. That's the so the point. The point of doing this is we do it kind of in an, in an agnostic manner, right? We're not we're not really right. trying to say this is a true thing or this is like a bunch of hogwash. We're like th- these are the legends that have been told. This is the evidence we have based on eyewitness accounts or the mythology or the folklore, whatever it happens to be. So it's okay. Like if you don't believe it, it's totally cool. If you do, it's totally cool. Like that's that's the whole point of the conversation. It's like, is right. this a real thing? Could this be real? If it is, very much like you said, let's take it seriously. And if it is, then uh, why does it happen not just here but other places in the world? I think that's a fantastic question. So do you think it's like that part of that universal subconscious? We've heard this before where uh, one one folklore gets transplanted from one area to another. These stories travel based on word of mouth and campfire, uh, ghost stories at night. Or or do you think uh, that maybe there's something to it? Maybe maybe uh, maybe I mean, the materialist is wrong and uh, you're not really sure. I don't know. You tell oh, me, buddy. I mean, I, I, very, I very well could be. Um, the I mean, I guess if we were, if we were going to take it seriously, it does seem that like, important people hang around for a long time after they die right because like you know uh at least i'm more familiar with the european stories but at least in those stories you know they're still talking about like legendary kings from you know the sixth century or who's leading these hunts and stuff and um so in, in any case it does seem like i mean maybe like famous people because you know i guess maybe because famous people maybe because people still believe in them that they like persist in a more um like fully functional form in a way and that's why you know because because these stories are always like a bunch of nameless people and then one guy that we're really familiar with i don't know if the guy you played talked about it but one of the things i've read about the night marchers is like you know they're led by the legendary king you know kamehameha the hawaiian king but um so i don't know i mean that'd be sort of my guess i just sort of wanted to uh uh call in because i've been listening all night and i wanted to come say hi yeah, no sweat, no sweat. Uh, I appreciate the the input and the, the feedback. Okay, so so and you were correct. So based on uh, so what I've read, hold on, I got this. I got this document. I want to link here. So there, if you're interested in this, and I, and I am greatly because this is the type of stuff that I'm into, right? Like obviously, I wouldn't be talking about this shit. But check this out. There's a there's a really cool um, write up that was done by a. Um, let me find it here. Let me find it, and I'll link it so when you get back in the chat, you can check it out if you want to if you want to kind of dig into mm-hmm. this a little bit. But you, you are correct with the King Kamehameha, right? So there's a yeah. there's an actual. Um, but I think I think part of the thing here is that there's different iterations of this because there's also like um, like uh, the demigods and the gods of Hawaii, like Pele, for instance, the uh, which is the one that everybody knows from Hawaii, the goddess of the volcanoes and the the, the female, like the sacred feminine. This whole bit, they're saying that uh, many of these night marchers are actually 
not just Kamehameha and some of the other uh, kings of old from the Hawaiian Islands, but they're also um, some sort of like uh, like like god forms or demigod forms. And they said that, that uh, uh, Pele's sister has been seen. And these types of things, right? So, how I would know the difference mm-hmm. between that, or and you, you know, you and me probably wouldn't know the difference. But if you're there in the, uh, you know, Hawaiian Islands and kind of grew up on this stuff, maybe, maybe you would, right? Maybe you would recognize like a divine description of somebody versus somebody else uh, based on what they have. I you know, know, you know what? I hadn't thought about that, but that's a really good point. I mean, like, how would I recognize King King Harala is often who is told to lead the wild hunt? But like, how would I recognize him if I did see him? Yeah, exactly. Like, Same here. You'd be like, wow, I wish you know who these people were. King Richard the I mean, Lionheart, right? Was, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I guess if it was George Washington or something, I might be able to peg him as long as he was wearing the wig. Right. But and, the, and the goofy hat. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln, I can identify. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's a good That's a good point. So, again, right, it, it kind of like a, like most of these ghost stories, it's uh, you have to you have to take take a lot of it uh, at the word of the people who are telling these stories. Right. And so so my take on this, on, on many of these things that we talk about is that, uh, you know, like, 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 you know, a lot of people, right? Like you meet a lot of people in your life. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, people aren't insane. You know what I mean? And then you meet people who aren't insane and they can tell you a story like this. And and it's even more telling to me when they don't like to tell it. You know what I mean? When I have a way mm-hmm. of kind of drawing this stuff out of people a little bit. I don't know if they they smell it on me. They smell the, the skinwalker on me or something. I, like, I don't, I don't exactly know, but I have a way of like, we sit down for dinner, right? Just talking about normie shit. And then by the end of it, we're talking about Bigfoot. You know what I mean? They're just this <laughs> weird, I, I, and I, and this is the bizarre part. I swear to you, I don't bring it up. It just comes up. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, definitely cool stuff. I, I do find it's something that people do like want to talk about. Like, Inevitably, if I'm reading something about like the JFK assassination and someone asks me what I'm reading, I tell them they immediately like want to talk about the JFK assassination. Yeah, it kind of perk up, right? Like, you oh, know, I oh. do think people. Yeah, I think people do want to talk about these conspiracy things because I think I mean, I think more people than let on believe in a lot of it. Yeah, I think so, too. But well, I, and I mean, OK, so even as a materialist. You got to admit, there's a bunch of shit that we have no fucking clue what the hell's going on, right? And and it's some shit that's like seems spooky sometimes, right? Like quantum entanglement is a like yeah. Einstein called it spooky action at a distance. You know what I mean? There's some there's some scientific shit out there that is still just woo woo as far as we're concerned. You know? Oh, what I mean? you know, I'm certainly willing to take these claims seriously and think about them and think what the ramifications would be. I was just putting my cards on the table that if you really pressure me and are like, are ghosts <laughs> real? I'm probably going to say no. Nah. But certainly for the purposes of talking about it, it's fun. I'll do it. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, thanks for having me on, Michael. I appreciate it. I uh, will uh, probably continue to listen. Okay. But I want to come in and say hi. Appreciate it. This is Axel, guys. Mm-hmm. At Met him on Twitter. He's got the COVID Good prayers, good frequencies, good vibrations of this man. Get well fast. Thanks for thanks for uh, hanging out with Thank us. Thanks you. for calling in tonight. There you go. Easy as that, right? Easy as that. 702-957-1037. Join the Discord. There you go. A self-described materialist willing to take it seriously, right? And I and I think you know, I think I think uh the the heart of the conversation is that uh, you got to challenge yourself a little bit and maybe do. You know, I'm probably with him, you know. I've never seen a ghost myself. So I can't really say, well, they probably exist, but I know many of you have. I know many people that have. So 
Again, anyway, so I, I like this thing. It's, it's, it's at explorationhawaii.com, and it's a fantastic upload. It's 33 pages, and this paper was written in 1983. And they actually go through on the Phantom Night Marchers in the Hawaiian Islands, and they talk, it's by, hold on, it's by Catherine, let me read this, Catherine, here we go, Catherine Luomala, right, which sounds like somebody who probably grew up on the Hawaiian Islands, and so she's got the, the, the similar surname, and the reason I didn't read a bunch of this is I, I honestly, I just can't pronounce a bunch of this, these Hawaiian words, like, um, I've got I've got family that's lived in Hawaii, and family that still lives in Hawaii, and, uh, you know, like they, they, they say these words like Kaneohe or, <laughs> you know what I mean? But the, the, the bay or whatever it is. But I, I will butcher every single word in this, in this document. But if you want to check it out, 30 pages written in the fall of 1983 uh, called Phantom Night Marchers in the Hawaiian Islands by Catherine Luomala. And there's some fantastic stories here about uh, fishermen that saw these things and all kinds of other, other, other uh, firsthand accounts, right? Or even folklore passed down. So, Again, you know, back to 1983. So not like that was super long ago, but uh, these are stories that are supposedly, you know, hundreds or thousands of years old. So uh, there we go. There we go. I linked it. You guys can check it out. And let's see. You got some good, uh, good, uh, good uh, conversation going on. And uh, in the chats, let's see. What else do we got? What else do we got? There you go. Sherry says, I've met a few. Like, again, that's what I'm saying. Like, people, people see some ghosts. Pe- people out there see some ghosts, you know? Like, uh, I've seen some weird shit. I'm not sure I'd classify them as ghosts, but maybe they were, right? I I don't know. Personally, I don't know. Again, this is the question show, not the answer show. <laughs> I'm not here to give you the answers about anything. Okay, so anyway, anyway, as Axel said again, Axel, get well. Thanks for the call. Appreciate that, my man. Um, it, it is fun to think about, and it is fun to talk about. I think that's for sure. Uh, but okay, so here we go. Uh, we got uh, Kanaloa. Uh, anyway, I got a bunch of links here about the uh, the the uh, the Night Marchers of Hawaii. So before we get into the next batch here, and this actually next batch is in Pennsylvania. Before we do that, I've got a firsthand account of an individual that saw the night, what do you call these guys? The Night Marchers of Hawaii. All right. Go back to this article real quick. All right. So here, now, this is a firsthand account of somebody explaining this. Now, he, this is a tour guide in Hawaii that actually takes people out to this site, one of the, the supposed uh, paranormal hotspots of the, the night marchers of Hawaii, okay? And so he's telling a story about one time when they were there, and he says he's been doing this for years and years, and he's never actually seen them. But one night, this happened. Action. Nearly everyone who lives in Hawaii has heard legends and folklore about night marchers. But would you like to encounter them in person? Lopaka Kapanui says he has. We're at the westernmost point of the island of Oahu, and not far from here is Kayana Point, the place where souls leap into the next world. Behind me, over the ridge, is where a night marcher trail begins somewhere in the north shore, but comes over just here, sort of takes a long, meandering zigzag down the ridge, and comes out right where we're standing. If you happen to be in this place anywhere between midnight and four in the morning, on the night there's no moon, there's a very, very good chance that you will encounter the night marchers as they come out of the high grass here, cut through a part of this parking lot, and head directly across the street to the ocean. But take precaution. If you haven't heard the warnings of the drums or the conch shells, if you haven't seen the torchlights, it's probably too late. The best you can do is strip naked and lie face down. If you're a Hawaiian, you probably have an ancestor in that procession who will call out your name and protect you. But if you're not Hawaiian, Good luck. 
one night we happened to be here uh, a bit too late. And the people showed up late for the tour. And I had no idea that it was actually the night of the night marchers, no moon. I had them stand in a line just where you are now. I thought I'd have some fun with them. And I told them to empty their minds, take long, deep breaths, and forget about the stress of the day or whatever it was that was bothering them. And I said, when they finally felt calm, I wanted them to close their eyes and just point to the area where they think the night marcher trail might come out from the tall grass. Okay, there you go. Normal normal tour. They're out there. They're a little bit late because people were late showing up to the, the tour. So uh, it, it's get, it's dark now, and he's kind of uh, just toying with them. And, of course, he's telling them the ghost story, right? Because, you know, you're the tour guide. You, you drive them around. You tell them the ghost stories. You tell them, you tell them the lore of the island, right? You, you give everybody a good ride. So he, they show up, and he thinks that he's going to just mess with them. So he's like, all right, tell me where you think that uh, they would appear, up on this ridge, down by the beach, whatever, right? And so the people that are there, the tour tour folks from uh, presumably not Hawaii, they're not Hawaiian. They are. Uh, they start pointing to different parts around the ridge, around the beach, whatever. So here we go. Part two, action. Well, several people pointed in different directions, but one six-year-old boy pointed right here, and he went straight to it. And as he stood right in that space and turned around, his parents took a picture of him. When the picture came out, there were orbs right above his head and about a foot behind him here in the tall grass were the head and shoulders of Hawaiian warriors in feathered capes, feathered helmets, gourds, some of them holding a spear just like this. All 40 of us, individually, one by one, got to see this picture. And when the last person saw the picture, all of a sudden this word appears on the screen, delete. And the picture deletes itself. And I said, there goes our proof. The second I said that, this wind came out of nowhere, bent the tall grass, these trees, and it wasn't a cold wind. It was a very hot wind. It left as soon as it started, and we were left with the smell of something that had just died. And then we heard the sound of drums. When I got on the bus, I wondered what happened to the 40 people. Where did they go? Well, I was so scared, I actually left them behind. And so I had to tell the bus driver to turn around and come back. And he said, oh, no, we're not going back there. And so I said, wait right there at the gate. And as I got off the bus and ran back in this direction, the 40 people actually ran that way. And so there I was, late at night, chasing 40 people, heading toward Ka'ena Point, their first time in Hawaii, not knowing where they were. I finally got a hold of them, walked them back to the bus, profusely apologizing. Okay, so this guy, the grizzled vet, the Hawaii tour guide, he hears drums in the middle of the night after they see this photograph of glowing orbs and what appears to be <laughs> Hawaiian warriors, ancient Hawaiian warriors with their capes and their feathers. And now they, they pass the picture along and it deletes itself. And now there's no evidence. He hears the drums up on the ridge and freaks out. Him and the bus driver hop in because they know what's up and they get the hell out of there. Well, <laughs> it ends like this. <laughs> Last part. As they got back on the bus, they were flustered, calming down. 
And the little boy said to me, Sir, thank you for coming back for us. Those men in those funny capes and helmets, they were looking at you. And one of them asked, asked me, they actually asked me, what is his name? I told them, I don't know. I gave that little boy a hug and I said, thank you very much. A month before that, we were at the Manoa Chinese Cemetery on a night when there was no moon. I had 38 architects. They were scared out of their minds. It took them 15 minutes to get them off the bus to the spot where we ended up. All of a sudden, this wind came out of nowhere and I saw it bending the tall trees in the cemetery. And I realized I could see the wind, but I couldn't hear it and I couldn't feel it. And where I was standing, it was hot and I was sweating. And then it stopped. The next day, I called my cousin Keone Nunes, told him what happened. He said, where in the cemetery were you? I said, just above the children's section. He said, last night was Pol Kane, the night of the night marchers. You were standing in the spot where the night marchers actually walked through. And I said, well, why wasn't I killed? He said, probably because you had an ancestor in the procession and they spared your life. But let me ask you something, he said. Did you give them your name? Your last name? So they knew what genealogy that you descended from? I said, no. And so a month later, a little boy tells me, funny looking men in the feathered capes and cloaks, ask me your name. And so it could be that there's a familial connection, a DNA connection with this particular night marcher's trail. Because on the night when they are here, for some reason, nothing happens. And I think, indeed, they are family. There you go. <laughs> Eyewitness account. Now, take it for what it is. This guy's telling you the story, right? He doesn't have proof of the pictures, which he said were orbs floating in the sky, which many people describe as uh, spirits that end up on on film or digital photo- photography. And uh, he said everybody saw it. And then they were so frightened when they heard the drums in the distance that... Him and his bus driver hopped on and left 40 people in the dark running away on the beach. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure if I'd ever trust that guy again. He's, he's on camera, so. <laughs> so. So if you you end up in Hawaii, I'll, I'll, show, I'll link the video so you guys can see what he looks like. You end up on that dude's bus. <laughs> know if shit goes down, he's leaving you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. Anyway, so there you go. So an actual eyewitness account, all right? An eyewitness account, okay? So the legends of the night marchers of Hawaii. So I, I got a bunch of links. I'll, I'll drop them in the uh, the chat as we go here. But we're going to move on to a different part of the United States. We're going to move on to Pennsylvania. Uh, so we'll, we'll do that in just a sec. But right now we have a phone call. As they say on this show, the show doesn't really start until Joe from Florida calls in. So you can all... Relax now because the show has begun. Joe from Florida, what's on your mind? <laughs> How you doing tonight? <laughs> oh, can you hear me okay? Perfectly, sir. Go well, right ahead. Uh, this is interesting. I, I, I like the show. Uh, I've had some things going on. I'll uh I'll switch you to Discord during the week, a private message, but uh Okay. I'm up, I've got some quiet time to give you a call. Uh, first thing that comes to mind listening to those last comments of that tour guide is he tells people to clear their mind. 
And how many people listening right now do they pop into group hypnosis? You know, and there's a lot of things that, that this can be, you know. But when I hear that, I hear group hypnosis. When I hear a six-year-old kid, well, heck, how many kids do we know? As far as I don't know, I didn't have an invisible friend. But you know, we hear about little kids having an invisible friend and belief. And I've talked about talpas and manifesting these things. You know, energy and looking at it that way, you know, that the orbs show up and that just compounds belief. It's like when you worry about something, you just kind of keep worrying and it compounds. It compounds things and that could manifest. The other end of it is a lot of ancient history, islands, you know, uh, people on ships, things are cursed, sea monsters, islands, you know, the Hawaiians, maybe couldn't protect the island from outsiders, from encroaching. So these legends happen. Maybe somebody had, and it was in the chat, maybe this all stems from a couple of bad acid trips. And that becomes a story. Somebody, let me tell you about this, let me tell you about this trip I had last night, or what I did with these drugs. And that just gets passed down and passed down, and the story changes each time it's passed down. A million ways, I think, to look at it. Do I believe in ghosts? Well, I've told you before, um, probably up to a couple of months ago, I saw a shadow person. You know, um, I've had things happen in the funeral home. Not things that I've seen, but things that, you know, turn on, fall off, lights flickering, all that weird poltergeist and crap that you hear about. Um, another part of me thinks, Rescue 411. These people are seeing it on a dimension. You know, when you talk about Rescue 411, people are disappearing. Some of them come back, we were told of, but people disappear and they never show up. Maybe on the island, they're getting a glimpse into something. Some of them make it back. Some of them end up dead. Some of them cut, you know, cut themselves. If there's mention of that, that people get cut up. Maybe they're cutting themselves because they, what they see they can't explain. And it's, you know, some kind of insanity that goes on. I don't know. Um, the fact that they mentioned plants in the speaking, you know, plants can be used for warding off spirits. Plants can be used for, you know, medicinal purposes. And plants can be used, you know, to get high on. So. Hey, man, that could be medicinal, too. It's, it's almost the same. <laughs> Recreational, medicinal, yeah. you know, you blur the lines. <laughs> yeah, missing it's, uh, for it's a good story. I, I haven't heard of, I haven't heard of, you know, uh, I haven't heard of this till tonight. So, um, definitely interesting. You know, it's not Halloween, but that's all right. Um, when uh, you you know about this show, when when other people zig, we zag. So uh, we're doing Halloween a little late. Oh, and also, by the way, my internet was down for almost 10 days. So <laughs> that, that that delays Halloween a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, um, it's been kind of crazy. Um, on a side note, very quickly, I know I put it on the post and some people have seen it. Um, 
has anybody seen that preview to the movie Songbird? I have not actually. I didn't watch that. I didn't watch it. What is that on Netflix? I know. I put put it in Discord, and somebody else put it in Discord, and uh, that gets back into predictive programming. And um, you know, how long does it take for Hollywood to make a movie? And this movie was made. I keep hearing the movie was made uh, like in four months. It's about it's about COVID twenty three. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, Martin put that in there. He's all, oh, yeah, they're canceling, like, all the all the good movies, but they somehow are able to just crank this shit out in the middle of a pandemic. And it's about the pandemic. <laughs> Total poor taste. So, um, I will watch you go. And um, I just hope everybody stays safe out there. Uh, interesting with this. I'll stick, it, you know, I'll stick around for a little bit longer. And um, maybe I'll talk to you guys Tuesday. You're the best, Joe. Thanks for calling in. God bless you and the family. Stay safe. Good night. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks a lot. There you go. There you go. Joe from Florida. Now now the show can start. If you guys were waiting for that, you got what you wanted. (laughs) You got what you wanted. If you want to be on the show, 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link. Put you on the show. You can talk to me and whoever else might be listening. And the beauty is we've had tons of people call in tonight. We got a lot, right? We got a few, a few plus. We got some people. This is good. This is a conversation. This is exactly how this is supposed to be. Uh, it's a lot of hard work to get to this point because uh, when it's just you and Frank talking to nobody out there, well, nobody calls. <laughs> now we got people listening. Thank you all for participating. Thank you all for calling. Thanks for uh, hanging on every word in uh, the stories here. It's uh, it, it is amazing. It is a, it is a good feeling, and uh, I hope uh, I hope you're entertained enough to uh, continue hanging around. All right, so with all of that said, you, you can still be part of the show. You know what to do. Let me make sure nobody's on Discord waiting for this. Okay, we're good. We've got a couple more people joining Discord. Thank you for that. Um, all right, so now now these, uh, these night marchers in Hawaii, all right? That's about the end of that. We're going to move on to another one. So I was, I was thinking about this, and I was like, wow, I've never heard of this. This is amazing. But a, a spiritual spectral, let's say spectral, Spectral procession, right? Again, not possession, not projection, procession. Multiple ghosts moving together. Now, given, given a, you know, like we said, when Axel called there, a quantum entanglement, um, if you want to take this to a scientific level, like we really don't understand what time means or is. And as a result, right, some physicists have speculated that time exists simultaneously all of time in slices of time space that we cannot perceive meaning that every millisecond or whatever the smallest measurement of time is in a particular space that particular space holds all of time in it for all of time you see what i'm saying it's a lot it's a lot to think about but this is some of the uh what the academics bring forth so as a result of that, if you have, let's say this is uh, these, these night, night marchers in Hawaii and they have slices of time, do they exist in these and they're able to somehow punch through to the present time? And not only that, if that's the case, then they're able to punch through to any time because they've been telling these stories for hundreds of years or even thousands of years. How long have people been in Hawaii? I don't think anybody really knows, but you get it, right? 
You get it. Okay, now let's go to the eastern part of the United States. I was thinking about this and I was like, okay, is there any other part like I can kind of uh, hone in on that we can kind of maybe match up here to be something that's similar, like a procession of ghosts? And I thought, wait a minute, don't they say something similar happens in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania? Right? Like Axel said, he'd recognize if he time traveled, he'd, he'd know Abraham Lincoln. He'd be able to pick him out of a crowd. Well, guess what? Some synchronicity. He didn't even know we were going to Gettysburg, did he? <laughs> hey, maybe I put that into your head in a retrocausal way, Axel, if you're still out there. <laughs> yeah, right? Maybe you knew what I was getting at and you got to it before I got to it. I don't know. Anyway, let's go to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. And let's go to the battle that happened there. All right. All right. Let's see. What do we got? What do we got here? I got some more links. Hold on. Actually, before we do that, let me let me drop a bunch of links here from uh, from the other the other uh, the Hawaii stuff. If you guys actually hold on, let's before we do that. Before we do any of that, all right. I teased Gettysburg. I want you to see this. This is this is a this is that thing that I said is in the Discord, and I'm gonna link it in the chat, and you guys can check this out. But I want you to see this. Now this this is a this is science explaining dimensional entities, right? They don't explain them as entities. They explain them as objects, okay? But what's the difference, right? If you've got if you if you actually believe there are other dimensions and objects can persist in other dimensions, then of course, I think it clearly dictates even scientifically that we have entities that persist. All right? Now check this out. Link in this. You guys can check this out yourself. Uh, it's pinned in the Discord. We've talked about this. We talked about this way back when Frank was on the show. But I think this is pretty pretty important and critical to talk about when we're looking at uh, the possibility of dimensional things and dimensional entities and dimensional beings. So let's play some of this. This is a 4D toys, a box of four-dimensional toys and how objects bounce and roll in 4D action. Yeah, I thought there was a narration here, but there's not. All right, so I'll explain what's going on. So we have three-dimensional objects moving around within this space, but then we also have them, three-dimensional objects, disappearing. All right, and you're not exactly sure when and where or why they're disappearing, so they're about to show you. There you go. Where's our narration? Here's our five tesseracts. All right, it's going to be fourth-dimensional objects, and you see how they tumble and they fall and they land on each other. But then, if they turn a particular way, they can disappear into what would be the next dimension over. And as a result of this, you see the same thing, right? This, so this is, of course, is a computer simulation of shapes and what a dimensional divide might look like from our perspective, right? Meaning that we cannot see into the fourth dimension. However, these objects are, are able to move back and forth between these, between a fourth dimensional space and a third dimensional space, which we can perceive. And so, yeah, 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 crazy stuff, right? Here we go. Here we go. Here's where it starts. We got, uh, this is a two-dimensional bit. How come they're not talking here? I guess there's no, I guess it's all quiet. That's all right. That's perfect, because I talk a lot. So we got two-dimensional space now becomes a three-dimensional space. And as you can see, hold on. So as you look at a two-dimensional space, imagine looking at a Mario Brothers game where you're looking at it from like an 8-bit 
perspective, just two dimensions. That's it. Now, this thing kicks upwards, and you can see that this third dimension, our normal third dimension perception, is actually being hidden by the fact that if you're stuck in a two-dimensional game, you can't perceive the third dimension exists. You see this as it kicks up? Pretty good stuff. I'm going to keep it playing. Now, for instance, as this continues, right? So they can show you that if you move this this uh, sphere, it's actually a sphere, in and out of the third dimensional space, back to the two-dimensional space. I know this sounds bizarre. Watch the video. I promise you'll start to understand what the hell is really going on here. And maybe it explains a lot of this stuff, actually, scientifically. Now, so we have this two-dimensional ball that actually retreated back into a third-dimensional space and shrunk as a result because we only perceive a small portion of it now, whatever is sticking through to the two-dimensional bit. You see what I'm saying here? There's a ton of shit here. I'm linking this again. Look at this. I'm not going to go through the whole thing because it's like five minutes and it's like, I'm going to lose people. I'm, everybody's going to start falling asleep if I start talking about this like and walk through the whole thing. But here, check this out. I'm linking it again. Have a look. So not only so so this video describes the two-dimensional view, how it becomes a three-dimensional view, and if you're a two-dimensional being, you'll never understand what happens in the third dimension, okay? Which we can perceive fully because we're third-dimensional beings. However, what it doesn't tell you or what the speculative part of this is, it also continues and explains what a fourth-dimensional thing, object, would look like to a third-dimensional being, and it's very similar to a second to a third-dimensional. Anyway, like I said, I'm terrible explaining this. Watch the video. Holy shit, though, right? Holy shit, right? Uh, Sherry says you will see a bleed-through. So it's uh, so it can actually like line up and like like if you're paying attention, you're saying you'll notice, right? You'll notice the bleed through and you'll be able to to realize that there's some sort of something shenanigans going on. Yeah, uh, good stuff. Tamron says that's fascinating. I agree. I agree. That's why that's why it's been pinned in the discord forever. It's at the top in the general. It's right there on on the pin because it's so it's literally so succinct to everything that we're talking about. Right. Whether you want to call the aliens dimensionals or spirits or this or that or even big feet. Like we talked about Bigfoot in this context, and it's possible, let's say Bigfoot's a bumbling oaf and doesn't understand that's a fourth dimensional being, and sometimes just crosses over in the third dimension. And you see it for a minute, and you're like, holy shit, what is that? And then it just walks right back into the, the fourth dimension, and we don't even see its fourth dimension characteristics. You see? Maybe, maybe Bigfoot's as big as a whale, and we only see the part of Bigfoot that sticks into the third dimension. It's, it's an unbelievable amount of like mindfuckery, basically. But it's actually science. <laughs> Welcome, science. <laughs> Yay. All right. Anyway, so let's go to Gettysburg. Now, Get the Gettysburg, many people are familiar with the Battle of Gettysburg. Hold on. Let me see if I got some stuff on that. I may have failed there and not pulled up actual Battle of Gettysburg, assuming everybody knew. Not fully realizing that uh, people are internationals and aren't really into the Gettysburg. All right, here we go. Let's do this. Let's start with this one. All that's interesting.com. Now, the Battle of Gettysburg. Now, I'll explain this real fast. There was a civil war in the United States in uh, 1860s ish, 1865, I believe, is when the Battle of Gettysburg happened, somewhere in that range. All right, now, hold on. Give me just a moment. Linking these things. And, uh, yeah, all right. All right. 
So if at this point, if you guys are following what I'm saying, kudos. Because <laughs> I, I don't really know what I'm saying, to be perfectly honest with you. But if you look at some of this thing that's, you know, standing on the shoulders of giants type of situation and, and taking the information that people smarter than myself have come up with, I'm just kind of trying to stick them together and say, well, what if this is possible? And I don't know. I think scientifically it seems like it might be possible. Okay, here we go. So this is from allthatsinteresting.com, Gettysburg. Meet the Gettysburg ghosts, spirits said to haunt the Civil War's deadliest battlefield. All right, so it was nearly impossible to bury all the corpses that fell into the battlefield, leaving some to say that their spirits still linger over a century later. All right, so now this isn't one that goes back thousands of years. This is just a century. However, very similar to the night marchers in Hawaii, we see things happening at Gettysburg. Here we go. This is a quick uh, history synopsis. The battle began on July 1st, 1863, when Confederate Army General Robert E. Lee confidently marched his troops through Pennsylvania, where they planned to launch an attack on Union forces. If you're not, uh, if you're international, don't aren't really familiar with the the, the, the history here. Uh, so the the Union was uh, this many states, and then they uh, the South and the North got into it, and uh, they say it was about slavery, but it really wasn't. It was about some other things, and slavery was a sticking point. Uh, blue is the Union, which is the North. The South is the Gray, which uh, were uh, basically uh, Georgia and that area, right? Like uh, the, the Southern states, and they ended up, um, they were the cotton states, basically. So they needed their slaves. So that was one of the big, the big political things going on. Anyway, so here we go. <clears throat> Let's see. Here we go. The battle began. General Robert E. Lee, he was of the Gray, the Confederates, confidently marched his troops through Pennsylvania when they planned to launch an attack on Union forces. That's the North. By miscalculations on the battlefield, uh, oh, but miscalculations on the battlefield cost the Confederacy the fight and many lives. A total of nearly 51,000 casualties were tallied by the end of the three day battle. Many of the dead had to be quickly buried near the battlefront. Although most of the dead were later moved for a proper burial, many were left behind. Ever since, there have been ghostly sightings of dead soldiers reported by locals and visitors. Some of these Gettysburg ghosts have even been allegedly captured on camera. And there's some good shit here. I'm going to link these videos and I'll put them in and I encourage you to watch them because I'm telling you they're compelling. There's people watching these videos or, or, or actually taking taking videos of this and you can see spirits i'm not shitting you it doesn't look photoshopped like this is the thing right so of all the garbage we look at a ton of garbage we look at a ton of like fake this is fake that's fake the other thing's fake it's fake fucking fake 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 but there's some things here right just like uh just like that one compelling ufo video we watched at the the temple mount in the last episode or the one before i can't remember but there was one, there's like, like, there's so very few that are compelling. All right. Now this is one of those instances. And I can't, I don't think I can play these because we'll get a copyright strike because these are the assholes that are like, you get a good video and they license it and then you play it and then they give you a copyright strike because they're assholes. I'm going to link these videos and please watch them. I'm not going to play them because we're going to get fucked. If we get fucked on this channel, we got no more. We, we don't have a backup. This is the backup YouTube channel. <laughs> so so I'm not going to play them, right? Out of an abundance of caution. I am going to link them, though. 
I got I got the receipts. I'm not making this shit up. But anyway, okay. So the Civil War. Back to the Civil War. 1863, Gettysburg. Shit ton of people die. Over 50,000 people die in three days. Now, people that visit this place, it's a sanctuary now, right? It's a it's become a national park. People go there, right? Because you want to see where this went down. And the people that go there, you know what many of them report? That's right. <laughs> a procession of spirits, just like we're talking about in Hawaii. Okay? Except they kind of fall into the more harmless variety. Like they're sort of stuck in time. Like it's a Civil War battle happening that seems to repeat over and over again. And yet, it, it's not constant like a movie. It seems to ebb in and out of our consciousness, out of our ability to visualize these things. And nobody knows the schedule of the movie, this plane, or what's going on. Anyway, what, what, time, what time do we got? Let's see, where are we at? All right, we're, we're in a good spot. Now, here's the thing. Check this out. This is amazing. There are some folks, not just, not just this group. There are many. I, I encourage you, if you're into this and you want to do more research, I only do what I think we can fit in here and I bring here, but I read more than this. There's a shit ton of stuff here. There's a shit ton of these sightings. There's a shit ton of ghosts. There's a ton of stuff happening at Gettysburg, just like in Hawaii, right? Many generations have been able to see these things and report these things. All right, now check this out. This is, here we go, hold on. Let's read some chat. We got some good chat coming. We got, Hold on, we got some, before I do this, we got some good chat. Here we go. Here we go. Let's, uh, let's do this. Let's read some chat. Pretty good stuff here. All right. All right. Uh, Joe says, our consciousness is probably being transmitted from that dimension. It is also where your socks go. There, now you know. <laughs> Tamron, maybe ghosts are fourth dimensional based on that video I showed. And I agree. Well, and again, right? So imagine if we can perceive in a third dimension and then we can only sometimes perceive the fourth dimension. Imagine a fifth dimension that from the third we can never perceive ever. Right? It just it goes on. It goes on and open and further and deeper. <laughs> yeah. Brian says, uh, fire which is energy, God cast his angel Lucifer down to earth, and his hell God did not want mankind to have fire energy for lots of reasons. God was cheated by his own angel Lucifer. There you go. <laughs> Sherry says, I love it. Uh, thanks for hanging out. I'm glad you love it. Thank you. Uh, look at that. Sherry says, great job, Mike. You're the man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, and my great-grandfather fought for Confederates. There you go. There you go. Uh, and yeah, uh, so, exactly. And Sherry continues. You can see what they're wearing and replay over and over. And I'm about to play something where somebody explains exactly that. Brian, what's up? Says, I've seen some photos of it and it's very real purgatory. Right? And uh, Sherry says, most ghosts are reenactments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sherry's scared, apparently. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Sherry's not scared. Okay, some other good stuff here. Uh, what's up, Marge? I didn't say hi when you showed up. Thanks for showing up, Marge. Uh, let's see. What else? Let's see. What else do we got? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Bailey says, the North really only cared about the fact that profits were harder to attain than the people who had slaves. They wanted to free the slaves to make competition fair, not for freedom. It's gross. Well, again, right, uh, <laughs> good things happen for bad reasons sometimes, and this is one of the ones. But then, but then also when they realized that, uh, of course, slavery is gross, slavery is gross, all that. But when they realized that if they 
freed the slaves, they had a bunch of free soldiers, right? A bunch of, uh, you know, uh, people that would join their side. So it was a, so it was, uh, it was politically relevant at the time. And so, you know, however it happens, it happened. It was a good thing. Uh, here we go. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay. Let's see. Uh, hold on. Got some other good comments here. Bailey says, slavery is gross and mar- making it illegal only because of bringing the market closer under capitalism is so far from where their head should have been at. It's true, except if you got the barrel of a gun pointing at you from an entirely different batch of individuals, right? So, like, it's one thing to be able to sit and contemplate by yourself and make decisions by yourself with no threat. But once there's a threat, like an actual physical threat, it becomes different. It becomes politics, right? So, you know what I mean? It's it's the same thing, right? It's easy to sit and judge in a vacuum safe what should have been done. But you don't have the guns pointing at you, so and I'm not I'm not defending any of that. I'm just saying, right? Walk a mile in my shoes type of situation in the past. That's all I'm saying. Okay, Andrew Basiago, <laughs> the guy that's running for president. <laughs> all right, let's see. Axel says largely had to do with what economic system would come to dominate the country. Slavery basically had to continue to expand and to remain profitable for the slavers on the East Coast. There you go. And so it was uh, exactly. And so it was a. Uh, it was it was more about like taxation and the the fair uh, the the fair uh, capitalist uh, version of whatever they considered to be fair at the time. All right, again, so you know like the the great emancipator for whatever reason. Uh, uh, anyway, whatever. Like go, go back and read the history if you don't want to know. It's it's a ton here. Like this is this is literally one of the ugliest parts of the the entire. United States history, right? What was short of the 2020 election and the four years prior where it was constant media <laughs> sliming on each other. But okay, well, uh, I guess 1860 was worse because they were killing each other by the tens of thousands of people. Okay, so there we go. That's said and that's true. All right, so anyway, all of that said, look into it. And yes, it is a thing. It is a thing. Okay, here we go. All right. Uh, all right, so then now, now check this out. Now check this out. What's up, Benjamin? Benjamin from Virginia. Thanks for showing up. We're talking about Gettysburg, bro. You're just in time. Kind of out. Virginia's not super close, but it's kind of close. You've probably been to Gettysburg. All right. Now, check this out. Now, the Gettysburg battle happened again in 1863. Over 50,000 people died in three days. And this is what's happening now. This is a firsthand account of some individuals that were hanging out at Gettysburg because they were going to see it on November 11th, which, of course, is the the day commemorated to the Gettysburg Address. Here we go. Part one, listen to these guys. Listen closely to what they say. And it's very similar. There's these procession of ghosts that appear at Gettysburg on this battlefield. It's like these slices in time have been regurgitated, right? I hate to use that term because it's disgusting, but it seems like it, it, it's a thing. They're stuck in, they're stuck in a time loop. It's like they're stuck in this like purgatory, shield, whatever you want to call it. They're stuck, and they can't move on. Here we go. This is a fantastic story. Some folks that were out there and actually saw this with their own eyes. More than one person. Here we go. Part one, the ghosts in Gettysburg action. Do you believe in ghosts? Well, I do now. I'm standing here at the field where the infamous Pickett's Charge took place in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. On that fateful July day in 1863, from the fields behind me, General Lee sent a large Confederate force that stretched a mile across this road 
to the Union lines which are behind this camera. It was an ill-fated charge for General Lee, but prior to that specific attack, the 12th New Jersey, which was on the hill behind the camera, neatly positioned and carefully positioned behind a stone wall, was given the order to go forward because there were Confederate sharpshooters in a barn across that field. There's no longer a barn there because the 12th New Jersey, along with the 1st Delaware, burned it and captured 99 Confederates. In any case, during the entire action across Pickett's Charge Field prior to the Pickett's Charge, the men returned to their lines and fought the rest of the battle for that day. When the battle ended, there was chaos everywhere. Thousands of men lie dead on the field from both sides. What happened next? Well, fast forward to about 10 years ago, to about the year 2000, give or take, and one particular evening, we were driving from town in Gettysburg out to a hotel outside of town to meet some friends. As we were driving through, the car got to this point and there was a very, very low fog across the ground. I got a weird chill about it. I said, man, to the other guys, I said, did you happen to feel this? They said, no, they didn't feel anything. Well, we continued on to the hotel, uh, met our friends, gave them a time to meet us back at the hotel, and back this way we went. Well, we got back to this point again, and lo and behold, I felt that chill one more time. My friend Phil, my friend Phil, what he was doing was uh, he pulled the car over. Okay, now this starts like uh, like many ghost stories, right? Very very normal occurrence. You're uh, you know you're going going to a particular thing, a site, or whatever, uh, a house, or this or that, whatever it is, and uh, you know you got friends and uh, people shuttling each other around in cars. But this one individual, he felt a chill every time, right? The ghost trope, right? Like they always say, you feel your spine tingle, you feel the air around you become cool. Right? And you're not exactly sure. You feel like you're being watched. Right? Like this type of situation. Like you don't know. Your senses somehow in the third dimension that we're in are in high alert. Because they're sensing something. Possibly like we stated from the fourth dimension. I don't know. What's actually going on here? So they pass by. They go back a second time as they're going back by the battlefield, he feels this again, this chill in the air. So what happens? Let's continue. There's only four parts to this. It's not that long. But this is a very compelling story. Listen to this. Not one witness, multiple witnesses. And you may never believe what they saw. Part two action. And he said, let's get out. Let's take a look. So we walk to this point. In the dark of night... On a Friday night, on the weekend of Remembrance Day, which is a weekend in November that commemorates Abraham Lincoln's Gettysburg Address every year, there were thousands of soldiers here and about, but not out here, not at this time. It was probably about 9 o'clock at night. We walked to this point, we looked across the field, and we saw five people walking across the field. I remarked to my friends that... They can't be there. They're not supposed to be there. This is, this is a government property. After dark, no one goes onto the battlefield. They're going to get us all in trouble. That's what I figured anyway. Well, we watched these guys for maybe five, ten minutes, and they were in a walking motion, but they never moved forward. They just stayed in one particular spot. So we looked, and the second guy, there was one man 
another man, and then a group of three. The first man seemed to have a rifle on his shoulder as he was walking. The second man seemed to be falling down. And I'm looking at this thing, and what's going on here? And then the, the other three that were separated were walking too, but no one was going forward. You couldn't see their legs. They were in a fog about knee high. So we kept watching, and the three of us saw the exact same thing. What we saw was the middle man falling down over and over and over again. How do you do, why this happened, we don't know, but we all saw it at the same time. So when he fell, we all remarked at the same second. He fell again, he fell again. Well, we went back to the hotel, wide-eyed, a bit scared, and we told everybody that was meeting us there at that time, you're not going to believe what we just saw. And we brought them back here. And about three or four carloads, maybe 20 people, give or take. And they all stood at this point, and we all looked, and they all saw the same thing. Okay, right? They all saw the same thing. So I've got a, I, I linked a video there. This is from Gettysburg Ghost. And this is not exactly the, the tale this individual is telling. This is somebody else with, uh, with some, uh, some actual footage. Again, some compelling footage. Now keep in mind that fourth dimension, uh, that, that, uh, that the, the, the geometry, right? The fourth dimension geometry. And then look at this, right? And I'm not going to full screen it. I think we may be able to get away with the overlay and the smoke in the background and the smaller and the, you know, like you may be able to get away with this on the smaller thing. So I'm not going to do it full screen. So if you guys want to watch it, I just dropped the link and you guys can check it out yourself. But there are definitely white ghost-like things out there. And if you fooled me, fine. Like if this is a good, a good, uh, a good video edit or whatever, fine. These, these fuckers fooled me. But watching this and you hear the people talk in this video there seems to be something out there marching in the woods and this is at gettysburg i'm gonna keep it looping as we play this guy so so uh that's that's part two they they got witnesses they all see the same thing what are they looking at let's play part three this is gettysburg the battlefield and how people see spirits possibly playing history over in some sort of stuck, repeating loop. So here we go. Part three action. To try to go and figure out what that was all about, well, we really don't know to this day. We think we may have seen some ghosts. Maybe not. Maybe it was our minds. I can't tell you what it was. But there's a bit more to the story. Hang in there. The story continues. These are the two gentlemen that, with me, were together that specific night during what we think we may have seen. Uh, I would like you to listen to the first-hand account of first Phil and then Dave. Phil? Yeah, we were standing here and it would appear to be movement out in the field. Uh, some say it was the bushes moving, but the, the thing that was so amazing about it is that we all seen the same bush move at the same time doing the same thing. One of the bushes, or the, one of the things that appeared to be a human that was falling down. And Rich yelled, 12th New Jersey, and it did like, look like one of the bushes had stood up and raised its rifle. What that was, I, I don't know. I, I can't really say. All I can tell you is what we all seen at the same time. And it was very amazing to me. So, Dave? Yeah, I, it, it was really neat seeing that. Um, the first thing that I saw of the five men that we that took my eye was there were three of them together. 
I don't know if they were three stragglers together, if it was remains of a, maybe a color guard or something, but they were together and um, side by side, shoulder to shoulder. And um, it was obviously like they were walking on some rough terrain. Um, they almost looked like they were tripping or falling down. And um, the even more amazing thing was um, when we came back here, we brought some friends, several carloads, about 10 or 15 people or so. And they all saw the same thing too. And when that second trip, I was one of the guys that walked out on the battlefield to, towards those um, men. And Which we weren't supposed to do that night, but we won't tell anybody. No. <laughs> no, we weren't, no, you're not supposed to be on the battlefield at night, definitely. But we were so intrigued about going out there that uh, to see what was going on, we could never get close to him. Okay. So, so they have witnesses, right? So he's, got, he's not the only guy. He's got two people that also saw this. They went back and got a car full of people to come look at this because they saw some sort of reenaction happening out in the field, out in the battlefield at night at Gettysburg. Okay? And they saw five individual soldiers, and it was in a loop. And they continued to do like the same motion over and over, falling down, trying to trudge through the weeds and the grass, and whatever they were doing, right? Through uh, what, whatever, not through the landscape as it was currently, but as the landscape seemed to be back when this battle happened. And they're watching this, and they're mesmerized, like, what the hell is going on here? Right? This is pretty nuts. This is pretty nuts. Okay. Now, here's the last part. It gets even more weird than this. And here, I'm going I'm to show this last one real fast. And I'm not going to play this because this one in particular, I think, is licensed. And this will get us, like, snap taken down. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to pasting the link. You guys can check it out. This link will also be in the, uh, in the uh, uh, what you call it, in the, uh, the description of the YouTube. So if, you wanna, if, you, if, you, if you're listening to an archive of this and you're like, shit, I missed it. It's, it's going to be in the link. Like, it's going to be in the description box. Go check it out. It's called Gettysburg Ghosts Run. Let me check. Uh, hold on. Let's make sure. Gettysburg Ghosts Run Across Road in this bone-chilling video. All right. Check it out. Now, this has been licensed. Again, like I said, most of the best shit, most of the, most of the compelling shit has been licensed. These really short clips, 10, 12, 15 seconds type stuff, right? And so you can't really use it or they'll, they'll literally give you a copyright strike. So check it out. And... Uh, you might get smacked down. You might get the, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'll get smacked down for sharing it. You won't for watching it. So do watch it from the direct link. But okay, here's part four of this. And there's, but again, look up, look up on YouTube, Gettysburg Ghosts. And there's many, many videos of people showing and sharing different things where they see possibly these procession of spirits or ghosts, very much like Hawaii, maybe replaying history right before your eyes because they're stuck in what it, what would you call this? Is this that purgatory? Is that Sheol? Is it who knows what it is? I don't think we can quantify these people, but here we go. Last part of this. They saw five in, five in the forest or sorry, out in, not forest, out in the, it's basically like a flat plain, right? With trees and they're stuck in this permanent loop and they don't seem to react to people and you walk out to it and they seem to always space themselves away from you. So the depth of field is clearly something paranormal. So here we go. Part four. This is the last one. And then we'll wind this up. Ghosts at Gettysburg action. I mean, if they were bushes, 
we would have walked past the bushes, but they always kept a certain distance from us. They could never get up to them, but we could still see them doing the same thing. The, the, um, going through, the, it's like a moving a loop that was playing over and over. Uh, the same guys falling, the same guys marching, but they weren't going forward, and we could never approach them. So there you have it, two accounts, plus what I said. Thanks. The story doesn't actually end on the fields of Pickett's Charge. The very next evening, one of the other members, after hearing about what had happened with the five men across this field, decided to see for himself. He came out there the following night with his wife and his children, and he came back to me Sunday morning at this particular point where we had a program to commemorate the 12th for the Remembrance Day weekend. And he said to me, Rich, I saw the four men you were talking about. I said, there wasn't four, there was five. He says, no, I saw four. There was one here, one there, one there, and a straggler at the very end. Four men. Well, it turns out that we saw five, he saw four. I've been coming here to dedicate a day to the men of the 12th New Jersey for probably 20 years, and I've never noticed what's written on this monument on this side. Basically... During the Battle of Gettysburg, the 12th New Jersey lost 120 men. But at the very bottom, it states that after all was said and done, and the men were on their way to future engagements, whatever they may be, a total of nine men were missing and were never found, never returned to their ranks. So do the simple math. The five we saw on that Friday evening and... The four they were seen on the following night, a total of nine. Um, how many more people in this town that lost their lives in a horrible way are still trying to get back to their homes, to their families? Well, there's a lot of stories about the ghosts of Gettysburg. This has just been one of them. You can decide for yourself whether or not it's a true story or just fabricated in our minds. But to us, it was very true. There you go. Uh, let me play this real fast. Give me uh, just 30 seconds. I'll be right back. Sorry about that. I hate to give you like this spooky ghost trope, but I thought I heard somebody knocking at the door. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Are you serious? There's nobody there. Uh, okay. So anyway, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm hearing things. It's okay. All right. Now, now look, this is the thing. Given all of this, given, given what we've talked about tonight. Now, again, right. Uh, as, uh, as you know, whether you're a skeptic or believer, how does this, where does this land? Right. So like there's clearly possibly a scientific basis behind this based on how time exists 
from the beginning to the end in a particular place all at once. All right? Scientists have suggested this. Time we don't even understand in and of itself. We understand time through the aging process, right? How we begin and we end. That's how we understand time. And that's basically it. Otherwise, we understand the relativity of it, thanks to Einstein and uh, others that came after him. But what's really going on here? Is this a time loop? Are these these individuals stuck in this? In some sort of, uh, like like you would say, with the ghost... Uh, the ghost... Uh, uh, mythology of, of, of you know many years past there's some sort of trauma like a battlefield that sticks you that this purgatory as uh, was said in chat I don't know again you know like this is not the answer show or we just give you the answers this is uh, called troubled minds and we ask questions so you tell me I'm not here to tell you what to believe but some of the stuff right again see I see a lot of UFO videos because we look at a lot of this stuff I see a lot of Bigfoot videos and a bunch of the shit just looks fake as fuck to me, to, to be perfectly honest. Most of it looks fake. However, once in a while, you see something and you're like, wait a minute. Have a look at those videos, guys. Check them out. I linked them. They will be linked. And uh, yeah, as we finish, as we finish, I don't know. There's a, there's a ton of shit here. There's a ton of shit here. Uh, thanks, Axel. Feel better, man. Feel better. Thanks for hanging out with us. We're done anyway. You stuck around for the whole... Look at that. Axel Axel toughed it up through COVID and stuck through the whole three and a half hours. You're the man, brother. Feel better. Thanks for being here. Thanks for calling in tonight. Uh, now, that's it, right? How do you feel? How do you feel after all of this? After the, the whole presentation, again, I don't have the answers. I only know what I'm looking at. I only know the, the legends from the sources that were given. And I'll have a ton more. I got a bunch more sources where I got the information from. I encourage you to follow up on my and read these. Like, don't take my word for it, my interpretation for it. That's the way the news works, right? The news works like this. They want to take the information and they want to interpret it and tell you what to think about it. All right? This is different. I want to look at it and not fucking decide because I don't really know, but I want you to make up your mind whether you decide or not. Tons of information here, tons of good stuff. Do follow up on me and fact check the sources fine. It's all good. It's about the conversation here. So yeah, I don't know. In the end, is purgatory real? Are these ghosts possibly just fourth dimensional things? Do we have slices of time? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Quantum entanglement, the omniverse. I, shit, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know. Again, if I knew this would be the answer show and this is not the answered show. The answer is show. This is Troubled Minds Radio. Uh, all right. Now, this was a fun one. I hope you guys had a good time, too. And uh, there's a lot of good information here. I'll post it all in the description under YouTube if you're going to check it out. Uh, yeah, here we go. Let's just play the outro music. Let's play the outro. What's up, Timothy? I see you on uh, I see you on Periscope. You're in, you're in luck because we've got a piping hot archive ready for you almost immediately. Right? It's almost like hot, served hot. Right into your lap. Thanks for showing up tonight. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, who else do we got? Who am I missing? Benjamin says, you can see Civil War ghosts all over Woodstock, Mike. The town is in the middle of the battlefield in my state. There you go, right? Shit happens. Uh, I'm telling you, like, it's out there. Like, these are the things that people see. Uh, Sean says, many uh, may have heard correctly talking and thinking about them conjures them up. I've heard that. I've heard that, right? Where you, uh, yeah, where you conjure them. 
right? Those uh, those ritualistic things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see, let's see. <laughs> William says, Mike, you keep saying Bigfoot. Are you going to do a show on one? Uh, in May of 2019, we did a show, and it had 12 Bigfoot stories in that same show. And that's the show we got a copyright on. So... <laughs> I don't think so. I think I'm going to avoid Bigfoot. I think I'm going to avoid Bigfoot. Uh, uh, Tamara, what's up? Tamara says three hours. That was very quick. I'm, uh, I guess that's uh, time flies when you're having fun. I'm flattered. I had a good time too. I have no idea why, uh, why, uh, why, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it, it does. It flies, right? It flies, right? Hopefully this is good information. Hopefully you guys hadn't heard of a lot of this and hopefully you learned something tonight with that 4d, uh, presentation. Do check it out. If you haven't joined the discord, please do. I'm telling you, if we get taken down off of these platforms, I don't say anything revolutionary, right? I never have. I'm never going to, because I don't think revolutionary stuff is necessary except in your mind, right? If we can have the right frame of mind, we can come together and we can change things. I don't think grabbing guns is necessary. I don't think any of the rest of this. I just think, I don't know. I hate to call myself a revolutionary because then it sounds dirty and grisly. And like you just picked me up out of the uh, the mud and put me on the, the, the front of the battlefield. And that's not the case at all. I don't think battle is necessary. I think we need to overcome ourselves. We need to be good to ourselves first and good to everybody else as a result of that. And hopefully... Battlefields are things of the past. There we go. There's my one wish <laughs> for 2020 and beyond. You guys are great. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for thanks for uh, sticking with me. I know it's a long show. I know there's a lot to talk about, and I know it's a lot to listen to. It's a uh, it's an earful. It's a mouthful. But uh, like I said, I had a good time. I hope you did too. Here we go. Let's finish this up, and we're out of here. We're out of here. You know what that means? Means you're listening to Troubled Minds Radio. I'm your host, Michael Strange. <laughs> I got you, Penny. I got you, Penny. Everybody knows that. I'm not gonna. You say those things, and they track every word, and they shut you down. Everybody knows these things. I'm gonna say this is a spiritual war. I'm gonna say you get your mind right, and everything else follows. I'm going to say not much more than that, (laughs) but I'm going to say I had a great time tonight. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out. Thanks for being here. Thanks for all the great calls. Thanks for the enthusiasm. (laughs) And yeah, we'll be back. God willing, we'll be back Tuesday, Friday as we do this, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. And who knows what's next? Aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal. Hang in there. (laughs) Do your best for yourself and for each other, and I think we'll be okay. All right, all right. One last time, if you want to help, go to TroubleMinds.org. Tell somebody, tell somebody, tell somebody. Invite them over to your house. Social distance and wear a mask. (laughs) But have them listen. Send them the links. Share. That there's good information, there's a good conversation. It doesn't have to do with propaganda. It doesn't have to do with paranoia. It doesn't have to do with fear porn. You don't have to be afraid. Please share. It's important. 
And as of right now, I'm honored you guys stick with me and hang around. You're all my favorites. And until next time, you're listening to Troubled Minds. And I'm your host, Michael Strange. We'll see you Tuesday night. Everybody have a great weekend. From our Troubled Minds to yours, have a great night. Kenny, you got it. I'll be on your show. Let's set it up. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.